You're listening to the season finale of the House Hustler podcast, powered by Listing Leaders. In this special episode, we have an encore guest performance by Listing Leaders founder, Kevin Hutnick, where we talk about investing and Patreon, and we also discuss the invaluable tool that is ChatGTP as it specifically relates to being in real estate. We're glad you tuned in. Here's how it all went down. Hello and welcome to the season finale of season two of the House Hustler podcast powered by Listing Leaders. I'm excited and humbled to be here with now our se- our first, second guest, or his second go around. Repeat. Repeat. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. The founder of Listing Leaders. How about Encore? I like uh, that one. Encore? The, uh, the first Encore guest performance by none other than Mr. Kevin Hutnick, but I'm not the only one sitting here around this table, so please introduce yourselves. I'm Brian Manning. Josh Wozniak. Sarah Verkuten. And... Kevin Hutnick. Kevin Hutnick. Here. <sighs> yes. It is the season finale. Thank you for pressing play and inviting us into your ear holes. We are grateful for that. Excited you're listening and excited for this particular episode. If you can hear, I am a little bit nasal. I'm on the tail end of a fun little upper respiratory thing. Yeah, it's not been my favorite, but it's about done. Just like this season. So, how's everybody been? Everybody good? Yeah. yeah. Great. Excited about doing this? Glad to hear it. We've got a couple of fun things to introduce today um, and uh, some specific things that's going to be fun to talk to Kevin about. But like we do every week, we're all active brokers. We do this every two weeks. Let's talk about what it's like, been like the last two weeks for us in the real estate space. Let's start with Josh this time. Josh, how's your last two weeks been, partner? Yeah, it's been pretty good. I just uh, met up with a listing. I had a listing appointment recently, um, and I'm not sure when that's going to go live, but that'll be a good listing in Laporte on Highway 35. Um, also, as you know, through Listing Leaders Michigan, uh, we've been doing like a real estate coaching program, the Sherry Johnson coaching. Yeah, that's right. So I've been going over some of that, and that's been, uh, I find some valuable material in there. Um, and then since I just went ahead and joined a couple more MLSs, uh, one in uh, central Indiana and one in Michigan, um, I've been digging into the expireds on all three of those MLSs and placing some calls. So um, I'm I'm looking forward. I'm going to really try to dig into that. Now Now that I've got access to the three ML- MLSs, uh-huh. I'm going to really try to hit those expires. Well, can we break that's... a little bit of that down? So I'm kind of curious. One, with the Sherry Johnson, what is the specific type of value you're receiving from that coaching? And then on the flip side, I'd like to dig into a little bit like what your process is when you work with expires. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, that's one. Ironically, that's one of the good uh, things in the course is like information on expires and just I would say a lot of what is good about the coaching is kind of how she digs into the mindset of the realtors, the mindset of the buyers, the sellers, and really just kind of analyzes the dynamic and helps you to understand like maybe where you're having unintended um, consequences with what you're saying or how to just guide the conversation more seamlessly towards closing the deal. So is it motivational, analytical, technical? Um, I would say social and I think, yeah, that's maybe a good way to describe it. Like social, the dynamic between your clients. Yeah. Like one thing, for instance, that came from the program, because there's also like in-person coaching calls that we've been doing. But uh, one of them was like they asked us, um, 
what are our expectations for our clients? So we all said obvious stuff like trust, loyalty, like they, you know, do their, their documents and things like that. Um, and then they asked us, well, how many of you are communicating those expectations to your clients? Ooh. And so it's just kind of realizing that like, okay, maybe I've had some discomfort in my deals later on down the road because of a fear of uh, approaching uncomfortable topics to begin with. And that's been one of the big things too is like how to front load your relationship yeah. to describe what you're offering them and kind of get some of the things out of the way right away, which I think is a big fear for a lot of people because it's you think that it, you could lose a client that way. Well, but I, in reality, it just makes you seem more professional. What I really I, like hearing about that is I think when, we, when, we're, when we're in this kind of business, we feel like our clients have expectations of us. But it's also important to establish that we have expectations for our clients as well. And I, I like that it kind of puts that into a forced perspective where we don't often think about that. So have you worked with expired listings? Have you have you given that the go yet? I'm just curious. As to so what, I actually just had a near miss last night. Um, a near miss is a collision. Yeah. If something <laughs> nearly misses, that means it hit. Yeah, so. <laughs> have you um, ever heard that? <laughs> I just decided that recently that I'm going to start hitting the expireds just since I have access to all three MLSs. So nothing yet, but. Okay. I know I'm going to get something soon. That's so. awesome, man. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate that. Sarah, how's your last two weeks been? Um, it's been a little up and down. Um, I think two weeks ago I told you I had that deal that was like hanging in the balance because the lender was going under. And um, that ended up falling apart. Like the lender did go under and it was rough and drawn out. But then the we got that buyer... So I had the seller, but we got their buyer set up with another lender who was able to get it done. But then that buyer was just like frustrated and worn out and was like, you know what? I just don't think this is going to work out. And, it, you know, it wasn't my client, so there wasn't a ton I could do. But it just sucked seeing like the domino of four deals that that For real. destroyed. So um, but it's been such a lesson for me in um like taking life as it comes because my clients unfaced like wow. I was I was like destroyed by this you know and my clients were like you know whatever happens it's meant to be it's okay we know this isn't you we love you and I'm like but you're already packed like they had their stuff on a truck you know <laughs> yeah. and like so frustrating um, like I was taking on more um, emotionality of it than they were. So, you know, it was, yeah, a good lesson for me in like, like kind of like you're saying, Josh, like working with people and them knowing exactly what your job is and what's not your job. And um, so that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, but then yesterday we did close on my little, um, my little property in Sager that the lady, um, I think I, I've, this one too, I told you she was like, I, I felt like I needed to protect this little older, very nervous lady. From and the, I got from screamed at it by these investors, yep. right? So she ended up clearing more than those investors that oh, were good. screaming at us were even offering. So I felt good about that. Glad to but, hear that. Now, yeah. one thing I noticed uh, just following your social feeds is that you and Susan have been doing some kind of creative marketing lately. <laughs> I don't even know if it's that. We're just 
weird. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, but I, I want to unpack that because, one, I thoroughly enjoy that. Just because I do know you and we've kind of been able to forge this little relationship here through the podcast, I'm starting to get a, a glimpse of your personality. But one of, one of the things I enjoy the most, as fun as that looks, it's, it's a direct extension of your personality. <laughs> and I think it comes through as like this authentic and genuine. So I, I know a lot of people have hangups about that. They don't want to put themselves in front of a camera to look silly or goofy and like how's how's like crossing that bridge been for you because i hope it's working i i love it and i hope it's something you keep doing we're trying to have fun with it i mean we're just you know part of it is the former high school teachers and both of us like we're willing to be right. silly and goofy and not really care um but i think it's funny that you say that cuz i don't consider myself like a super funny or fun kind of person like I'm, I'm i'm a lot of things but i'm not like that like changes the course of the whole room kind of person but susan is and so she gets this it will be sitting there working on like numbers or something for our team and she's like you know what would be really funny it'd be funny if we made a video doing backflips and but like i think like what i do is i like yes let's do that you know like i'm all in for whatever the shenanigans are but i'm not the one creating the shenanigans so it's, it's oh you're really a willing fun. participant it's, yeah oh yeah oh yeah not yeah, just willing like i saw that not, yes. not just willing <laughs> yeah. yes let's go exactly. i actually laughed out loud at the uh, dawn cartwheel yesterday <laughs> yes, I, yeah. that, I envisioned my cartwheel looking not the second one but the first one she did was awesome and i feel like my cartwheel would look just like that yeah so dawn had two closings so she tried to like one up us and do two cartwheels and uh on camera and it was a hilarious disaster it was fun really fun all all publicity is good publicity (laughs) yeah yeah and we've actually had people reach out to us and say like this is hilarious just keep doing that and i'm like but you know what How important is it that even though we're involved in some of the biggest, most important transactions of people's lives, that we keep it light and fun? Oh, my gosh. It's so important for our mental health, for their mental health, for everybody's. Mm -hmm. This is a fun, fun job. Yeah, let's have fun fun. with it. It is. What do you guys think? I also think it it shows a level of comfort, too. Like, to begin with, people want to kind of be, like, rigid and professional because that's what they think their clients are expecting of them. But in a sense, when you see somebody who is also comfortable, you know, being themselves or having fun, it makes them appear more comfortable in playing that role. You know? Sure, it does. It's genuine too, and there's an authenticity to it when you see somebody having that level of fun. It's approachable. It's, it's approachable. Fun. Yeah. Speaking of approachable, there's nobody more approachable than Brian Manning. Oh my lord. How's your last two weeks been, Brian? Uh, good, but hellacious. Hellacious. Yeah. I like that no. word. I I had uh. Also caught an upper respiratory, nice. just like you. Yeah. So I spent all last week with a head cold, couldn't, you know, and I had that. It was hell week at U.S. You know, place. I almost said it. Almost Whoa. said it. Oh, at the United States. Almost yeah. said it. <laughs> Anyways. U.S. Cellular Field. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Go. So I, I had uh, 82 hours in six days. 82 oh hours in six hours days. Hours in six days. And I, it, it started with an 8 and a 10. And then 17, 16, 17, 14. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> terrible. And being sick. And then it started pouring in my facilities outdoors. So we're standing in the rain on, what was it, Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday, I think. I can't remember. All those days blurred together last week. Did you have any time for real estate-related activities? Yes. You still what? 
still managed to squeeze something. I got, a, deals in the room I got a cell phone. <laughs> I got reception. That, we can work. All right. Uh, but it. no, I, I'm working with a buyer. We're In fact, I'm leaving here right after we record. We got two nice pieces of property in Lowell to go look at. And I got a, two listings. One, they were supposed to be both tomorrow, but one for sure is tomorrow. It's another 3-1 in Hessville. Yep. So I get to kick that one down the street again, along, you know, get that going again. And then I got a townhouse in Maryville coming up. But he texted me this morning and needs another week because they're cleaning some stuff up and getting it ready for to list it. For sure. So it's, it's been good. It's been working. But, yeah, that first week was oh, terrible. Dude, all I heard was no excuses. I just am working nonstop. Even. Yeah, and, and then uh, I also had that reveal on social media. Want to talk about it? Sure, I, I got because I, I know there's people out there that were leaders that reached out to me. Yeah, through whether it was a comment or private message, I had a couple of people uh, PM me, you know, congrat, uh, congratulate me. Basically, it no no secret anymore. I'm gonna have gastric sleeve. I'm doing it March 21st. I'm getting geared up for it. It's something that's long time coming. I need to do it before I start having any major health risks. Right now, I just got sore knees. No big deal, but I want to get rid of this before it, I become, you know cardiac arrest candidate yeah man well i mean i think it goes without saying everybody here has you have our full love and support we're proud of you and yeah so y- kind of you guys will be you. hearing more from me but you'll see you should be seeing less seeing of me. less of you <laughs> yeah but i may resemble a flying squirrel in a year so just you know if i if i decide to parachute go skydiving that's probably why because i have a second parachute i'll be all right just take the shirt off and let it you know like a flying squirrel fly down <laughs> I'm just ready to do some jujitsu with you. We've been talking about that since we started doing I, this. I'm back on that. I'm obviously going to have to take a break, but yeah, it, 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 it's not going to hurt you as much because I won't be as heavy when, yeah. I, when I smash you. When okay? you throw me around like <laughs> yes. a rag doll, like, Absolutely. Like, a, like the Hulk did Loki. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I promise you I'll, I'll wink and you know maybe blow you a kiss before I choke you out. I, right? appreciate, Dan, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's very, very kind of you. Oh, oh don't. How was your two weeks, man? My, um, good. Obviously, I had my little upper respiratory thing. I've been off of class, which has kind of been fun. I've been refocusing on uh, building up the next class. Our The Listening Leaders Academy's second location just started its first class um, in Gary with instructor Kurt Gillespie. That's been a huge source of pride. I've been preparing Kurt for that, uh, getting all his ducks tip to tail. And then our third location, which will also be... Um, in the Maryville location, we'll be starting in April with instructor Tracy Anderson. I did an introduction uh, with her, introducing her as our new um, new instructor. Another extreme source of pride. So I love seeing it scale and grow, and and uh, you know, inviting, giving more people opportunities to learn this education and come under the umbrella and have all the fun that we're having. I did do a listing appointment with. Uh, I joined the South Bend MLS as well. I'm still very much so learning that when I can. I'm trying to learn the differences between the new, the now Naira, but then they do a thing called Paragon. Um, and with me, yeah, being the managing broker of now Listing Leaders Elite, I'm uh, preparing some training out there. And Par- I'm gonna just jump in. Yeah, sure. You guys both are Paragon. over Paragon. In, in Paragon. Yeah. As well as I was, okay. I, I was doing deals out in South Bend and Plymouth. I actually prefer that search engine better than, really? than what we have in Naira. Most of the people that I've asked that exact question to actually prefer Naira's. I don't have enough knowledge to say one way or another yet. I'm yeah. still very much so figuring it out. But I'm excited to, you know, for the opportunity. Like I said, I've got that a, a listing coming up in Osceola. I'm still learning the geography over there. But 
still, it's all all super good things. And then my next class will start a week from Monday. So when this airs, uh, my next class will start in one week from that time. So if this is on falling on your ear holes and you know somebody interested and would like to could benefit from that education, get them in touch with me. Would have a few more spots available. Would love to have them. And that's here at the academy on thirty. Yes, sir. The academy in Valparaiso. You ever said like when people around and you say Valparaiso, if they've never heard of Valparaiso, they always say it wrong. Always. Well, it's just like Hobart. Hobart. Yeah, even this knucklehead a couple of weeks ago and called it Hobart. Hobart. Uh, and I was pointing at Josh because I know we're not on camera. What are your classes, days or nights? It will be a nights class. Thank you for asking. Yep. Uh, March 6th, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday from 6 to 9 o'clock at night. That's a 10-week course. You will get your license just in time for the summer selling season, and there's no better time to get a practical education in real estate than during that particular season. So looking forward to that. Don't want to leave out our special guest. Now, I know that... Uh, he doesn't get to, get to give us two-week updates every time like we do, but he still is in real estate uh, from a, a different perspective than us. But we'd still like to hear how your last two weeks were, Mr. Hutton. Uh, so, um, I didn't think I was going to get asked that. <laughs> I was preparing Surprise. for Patreon. Um, I've been looking for a home in Clark County, Nevada. Um, I've been trying to wait for the perfect time to where... Um, the market kind of aligns a little bit, and I, it seems to align way more on the East Coast, West Coast, and in Florida. So I've been seeing gigantic price drops, and I've, I've followed along for probably a year and a half. So I've really been digging in to Clark County. Um, Holly's probably sick of me scrolling and searching and looking. Um, I don't. I haven't found anything, but I've been doing what's a in, lot of that. What's in Clark County, yeah, Nevada? Um, that it's you it's be there? Las Vegas. So. Um, you know, Las Vegas has uh, always been a place where I wanted to own a home. Um, Henderson, South Summerlin. I actually found a home in Mesquite, Nevada this morning. Um, I'm just trying to learn. I'm trying to learn where to be. We're going to probably spend some time out there and see what we like. I've been through both of those towns, Henderson and Summerlin. Um, that's kind of where I think you want to be, but I don't really know that. I don't know anybody that's a professional out there yeah. yet. So I, I'm trying to learn on my own, which is very difficult. So I've been spending a lot of time with that. Um, I had a recruiting spree. Um, on Monday, we were bringing seven people over from other brokerages. So that was a great day. Um, but I've been just spending a lot of time with uh, Julian Michigan. I've been spending a lot of time with uh, just, just owners trying to help and get ready because a lot of people don't understand. They hear the noise from the East Coast and the West Coast, but the, the the big season is ahead of us. We have a we have a interest rate decrease, and usually after President's Day is when uh, everything starts to happen. So we've seen that at corporate. We've had a great week last week. We're going to have another great week this week, and I think it's just going to get better and better. So I've just been helping people with that. Can I ask, um, when you are going way outside of our market, states, time zones away, uh, to put your thumb on the pulse of real estate in those specific markets. How do you specifically do it not being a member of that MLS? What yeah. are the apps you use? How often are you checking them to like get an idea of what the market's like? Um, you mentioned you don't necessarily have a professional with boots on the ground, but like, what does that look like for you when you're trying to understand another market? Uh, I'm sure I'm making plenty of mistakes, and I'm sure there's better ways to search. I, I really don't know. I, I mean, I've been... It sounds crazy, but I've been using Zillow. I've been searching by county. Um, I sort it by newest. 
Um, I put in my criteria. I'm looking for a ranch. Holly's got really bad knees from several marathons. So um, I'm looking for, you know, single level, no basement. Um, but I, I kind of sort it on Zillow. Um, I itemize it on little Zillow. I do a price range. I do a county search. Um, I'm sure there's way better avenues and, and search engines. I just don't know them yet. So um, if anybody has any advice, please let me know. But I, uh, um, without actually going there, um, I just have to do a lot of Google searches and search towns and search, you know, areas and search um, what people like and where they're at and uh, where to not be. I have a, uh, a guy I graduated with. His name is Britton Hoffman. He's a police officer in Las Vegas. So I, I do ask him questions. Hey, I'm looking at this, like, am I going to get, is this a bad deal, good deal? And he's actually told me some areas that, hey, stay away from that. There's a lot of crime there. So uh, I'm just doing Zillow. i am gotten really good at kind of searching on Zillow, but I'm sure I'm missing 30% of the inventory just, just by just searching there. Are you waiting for X amount of data before you go do like a site visit? Uh, no, no. So I, I'm, I'm waiting for summer vacation because the kids are just in so many things. Right. And I finally got serious. Me and Holly went and looked at a home in Valpo and we loved it. Uh, it's just not the right time for us because our kids are getting older and we don't want to be stuck with this big house once, once they move out or if they go to school. So I, I, I told her, I said, look, I, if, if we stick out where we're at, then I'm going to start looking in a different area just for a second home. Um, and so that's kind of, I, I like the area way more, but I, it's central to, you know, my best friend lives in San Francisco. My dad lives in Wyoming and my grandparents and aunt and uncle live in, in Scottsdale. So it is right smack dab in the middle. So right. um, going there makes a lot of sense. We love going there. I love traveling there. I love going to shows. I love the restaurants. I love everything about Las Vegas. So um, being in Henderson or Summerlin seems to make the most sense. That's awesome. I'm a fan too, so I look forward to coming out and visiting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. Well, we're going to come back to you because there's, there's some specific things that I want to break down about some of your newest ventures, specifically as it relates to your new Patreon. Um, but I want to get into a broker tip that I feel like I've been putting on the back burner, put on the back burner, put on the back burner for a while now. We teased it last episode, and I'm going to hop up on my soapbox here real quick, and I'm going to go off on uh, AI and chat GTP for at least about 10, 15 minutes. Please feel free to interject anytime you guys want with anything that you might want to throw at me about this, but there's a couple of things that I think need, need to fall on the ears of new agents and anybody who might be struggling with content, um, direction, or... Uh, just have maybe writer's block or, or just need a nudge or inspiration uh, to take the next steps in their business. And this is something that I've been using now rather consistently and with my students. Now it's AI, it's ChatGTP. The, web, the website to access this is open.ai. And basically, unlike a normal search engine, it's there to solve problems. And basically, the more specific a challenge you give it, the more specific response it will give you. And I just want to have highlight a few things, broker-related specifically, especially even new brokers, where it's been a game changer because I have used ChatGTP to create bios for new brokers who weren't exactly sure how to create a bio. Maybe it's their first time and they don't feel like doing that. 
So we go to ChatGDP and we ask it, create me a bio for a new real estate broker who specializes in first-time home buyers, who prioritizes communication, integrity, and service, and enter, and it does it. Now you don't have, you can choose to copy and paste it right there and use it, but really it's, it's where it shines is take the best things that you like about it. Let it inspire you and give you the framework in which to work from. We've used that very successfully. Another example, I was working with an existing broker who was writing a listing description and I could just watch the smoke billow out of this dude's ears because he just didn't want to do it. And he's like, I just don't want to do this and I don't know what to do. And I was like, this sounds like a great problem for ChatGTP. I crack my laptop and I say, tell me about the home. Tell me about the features of the home. So I literally, the prompt is, write me a listing description for a home with amenity X, Y, and Z. And it spits it out in beautiful format. He literally, I believe, copied and pasted that. Yeah, take it, use it as framework, but it's such an outstanding tool to get over some creative humps. Now let's take it even a step further. I've used ChatGTP to create email addresses for my students. Um, I always say we all kind of have to kiss the Google butt. Um, sometimes it's difficult to come up with an email address that's either broker Sarah or realtor Sarah or you know stuff like that. But you want something that denotes you as the professional is broad enough that people read it and they completely understand what it is you do. And so I'd say, you know, ChatGTP, give me some email ideas for a realtor whose first name is this. And it spit out 10 of them and we chose one and it was perfect and it's his email address to this day. So it sounds like it's taking some of the like fear, like the guesswork, the, uh, you know, like I feel like when people are starting something that they have to write, you're looking at a blank whatever, like the flashing cursor yes. and you're like, I don't know what to do. So is that kind of the benefit that you see of it? A hundred percent. I find it so much more, it's value in the inspiration that it gives me. So let's take it one step further. I've asked ChatGTP to create me marketing strategies, which I've implemented. Um, and did they work? They did. Well, they're in the process of Got working. It, um, it, it could get <laughs> so much more in depth. I'll be the first to admit that maybe I understand 10% of it. Right. But that 10% that I'm understanding has provided me with immeasurable value already. Um, I will go to it and I'll say, give me 10 quotes based on wealth building in real estate. And there's content right there. And it'll back up those quotes with who said it. Um, the value is ridiculous. I implore you as a new agent or anybody with a, a little bit of block or lack of direction to play around with it and let it work for you. Um, it's, it, I've asked it, I, I've played with it to the point where I was like, write me a haiku <laughs> about real estate from the perspective of a seller. You know what I mean? Like, it, and it will do it instantly. And the more you play with it, the more it learns from you. It's a fascinating tool that especially I think a new agent would, would, would get incredible value from. Skynet. Skynet. It's self-aware, right? It's not self-aware. Um, Kevin, what are your thoughts on that? I feel like I see you having some thoughts that I'm curious about. So I went on a snowmobile trip last week. It's a big trip. We've been going for 22 years um, with, with guys that, are, that I went to kindergarten with. And I had a, a, a close friend on that trip. I won't mention his name, but he, was, he had to do an executive summary for a $9 million deal um, that was three years in the making 
Um, it was an 85-page report with a 15-page executive summary, and ChatGTP was brought up several times. He was actually in restaurants typing his report and, you know, in the car typing report, and all the other guys were like, you got to just try it. You got to use it. You got to implement it, and it was just a big co conversation in that trip and a battle, and uh, that was actually the first time of me hearing about it, but, uh, you know, there's a guy working on that in, in relation to a $9 million deal that was three years in the making um, and using that tool, so um, it has to be incredible. I, I've never I've never logged it is in. It is so powerful, and I've never experienced some, what I guess what kind of blows my mind about it is the concept that the more specific you are with what you ask it, the more specific its response is towards you. And it can get as finite and granular as, as you really wish. I was trying to, I think the, the most challenging thing I, I asked it to do was I've been trying to explore the a possibility of expanding tutoring for passing the real estate exam, but literally on the national level. And I just did not know how to do that. How would I even start marketing myself at the national level as a real estate tutor slash coach specific for passing the, the, the broker exam for whatever state that person might be in? I gave ChatGTP that problem and I asked it to help me solve it. And it gave me solid gold. I, I could not write and copy and paste fast enough the ideas that it gave me that I had never even thought of to start marketing myself on that level. So... I just think that it's uh, it's something that we could probably do an entire uh, episode on, but it still uh, earns its spot as probably one of the most important broker tips, especially for new agents, especially for anybody seeking inspiration, um, anything of that nature. Ready to move on? Anybody have anything yeah, else on? Let's book it next year or next season. We want to you want to book ChatGTP? Well, <laughs> no, we should absolutely. I think uh, maybe if we can do an episode. Where let's try to ha ha make uh, Chat GTP have like a Socratic dialogue with itself, you know? Right. It's like you go to it and have it create a statement for a hypothetical buyer, and then I'll take that statement and have it uh, make a response for a hypothetical seller, and we'll have a real estate negotiation using Chat, chat GTP. How's that? I like it. I super, super dig it. I like that a lot. We will put a pin in that. Moving on to the meat and potatoes of our season finale is the encore uh yeah josh is it meat and potatoes or is it salad now it's oh i think it's salad and salmon, salmon. Uh, salad salmon. salad and salmon i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i was gonna say he's already poking <laughs> and the groans have started um our so Ouch. it's kevin hotnick founder of listing leaders um and if you want to hear like kind of the story and the origin of how Listing Leaders started and a little bit more about Kevin and his journey, that would be the season finale of last season. Uh, season one, episode 12, I believe we had Kevin on. Had an outstanding conversation with him. We are very excited and grateful to have him back. But today we want to get a little bit more granular and focused on your newest venture, which is on Patreon. And I don't want to talk too much about it because that's what you're here for. But could you tell us a little bit about what it is you're doing on Patreon, why Patreon, and just kind of the value that uh, you're trying to uh, share with anybody who might want to learn from it? Yeah, so um, this year for 2023, I wanted to try to help as many people uh, take that first step in investing. Um, when you do it on social media, you get a lot of haters and you get a lot of pushback and you get a lot of experts that 
want to want to discourage new people. Uh, you also get a lot of experts on bigger pockets and things like that. That people that talk about doing things that they've never even done. You know, like guys talking about investing in multi-unit and duplexes, and they don't own any. So it's like, where's the credibility? Where is, you know, where is where is the truth sifted through social media? Um, the, the, the cool thing about me is I will tell you the good and the bad of everything that I've done or the mistakes I've made. Um, Patreon is just a platform to share that and to control my audience to where if I, if I know that they're a local hater on social media, I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow them in. Um, it's membership based. I, I have the membership at $5, which is the minimum that you can do. Um, I, I really didn't want to charge for it, but that was the only way to do it when it comes to uh, Patreon. I actually, uh, as funny as it sounds, I started an OnlyFans, um, which... Oh Wait. <laughs> what? Yes. So OnlyFans <laughs> is not just naked people. Uh, there is great content on OnlyFans, but I didn't want to have to deal with that when people say, what? Like, I need to join OnlyFans to, to follow your content. So... Um, I found another avenue. Actually, Bart Vickery was the one that helped me with Patreon. Uh, it's it's like OnlyFans, but without the what are you doing? And, um, so Patreon is the identical thing. It's just more for a business platform. Uh, nothing against OnlyFans, but um, that's kind of where it began. Um, nothing at all against OnlyFans? No, nothing at all. I, I mean, you do you. I'm not going to judge anybody for anything. Uh, but that's the only platform that I, that I, I, I thought was going to be controllable and and be able to control an audience so um, can you talk uh, go ahead josh do you have any thoughts on repurposing the OnlyFans account uh it's still active i have uh i think i have one video on there uh when it comes to investing uh until I've, i i i kind of seeked out some help to to put it on a different platform to where i didn't have to battle just the origination of the platform and have to explain the platform to get people to um, converse and, and share content. So uh, Patreon was just a better name. Same, same identical concept. concept. Yeah. It's just uh, it's just a different platform. So, so what, what kind of stuff are you sharing on Patreon? I mean, I know, but I want to hear from you. Um, so for me, you know, I, I try to, you know, I try to help the subscribers any way I can. So I, I've done, flips i've done rentals i've done multi-unit i've done commercial i've done um i've done everything when it comes to real estate uh, i've made uh, good money on some things i've made big mistakes on other things i've i've made catastrophic mistakes i've made catastrophic gains um so for me each each week i do a tuesday uh video and a friday video every single week um i i, I switch up the actual you know, the, the actual videos, uh, and I base it on what my people want to talk about. So nothing's off limits. I'll share anything when it comes to investing, money, my portfolio, uh, problems I've seen, problems that I'm seeing, uh, things that I can try to predict in the future. Um, but it keeps people that are serious on that platform. Uh, it keeps them committed because they have to pay $5 to a month to, to be a member. Um, and we just kind of grow it and, and have fun and try to learn together. And it keeps the naysayers away. Sure. By having that, that really minuscule paywall. Yep. Because you got to pay to, to hear. And yeah. and I can see who's watching. If, if it's somebody that just wants to pay to kind of 
to 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 listen in and spy on me or, or do something bad. I they're not allowed in. So I have rejected memberships. Awesome. So Kevin, just for questioning on our dozens of listeners that haven't signed up to your Patreon yet, if they were to join today, they would be able to see everything that you've posted on there from day one. Correct. So question. every video, um, I've probably been on there for six weeks. So I've, I'm, I'm assuming there's about 12 videos on there. Anything from hard money lending to rental portfolios to flips to mistakes to um, you know market updates. Uh, it's all quality stuff that from a guy that doesn't need anything from you. It's a guy that's not looking to make money. It's a guy that's been there, done that, made mistakes and made gains. And uh, I'm going to tell it like it is. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. If, if, it's, if you want to learn about you know, flips, we'll talk about flips. If you want to learn about sheriff sale, here it is. I've shared Porter County lists, Lake County lists, what's good, what's bad, what's a deal, what's not. Um, but I, you know, I, it, it seems it's been great. And it's creating a library to, to go back and look at it. If, if anybody has questions or if you want to join today, you can go back to day one. And it's just going to get better and better. It's, it's really, really fun. My videos are limited to 10 minutes, so I have to get all the content that I possibly can in 10 minutes. Um, so it, it's 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 valuable because it's, because in ten minutes you're going to get some honest stuff that no one else is willing to share. I like that you're creating the library too that you'll, people have indefinite access to uh, once they do subscribe. How do they subscribe? So they go to Patreon. What do they search? Uh, you go to Patreon. Just type in my name, Kevin Hutnick. Um, you click five. You know, you click the thing. It's five bucks. And you put a credit card on file. It bills you that this, the day that you signed up. Every thirty days, it'll bill you. Um, I get a, you know, a statement that you joined, um, and, I, and I know who joins, I know who leaves, I know who, uh, um, and, and you can do different levels. I haven't really done different levels because I want everybody to get the same exact value. Nothing is off limits, so I will talk about literally anything that you want to talk about. Well, and I've seen you post that you are, what, what's the topic you want to hear about, right? Not necessarily you have an arsenal or a list of things you want, but what is it that maybe I'm missing that you want to talk about? Because I'll talk about that next. Correct. No, nothing's off limits. Um, if I don't know the answer, I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but if I, chances are I have done it. So um, I will share anything that you want to hear. So I'm just curious. Let's, get, let's pull back 30,000 feet, get the meta perspective as to why you would do something like this. Do you see, was there a void in the market? Was it, I know you kind of started off by saying there's a lot of people who uh, on the bigger pockets and all the people out there putting up false fronts saying, I've done this and giving you advice, but not having really done it before. Is it to fill the void of here, I've done it, I can prove it? Or, you know, when you say you don't want anything from them, what's your incentive for putting that information out there? Well, there's several reasons. Um, I get calls all day long about, hey, I need to pick your brain for this or I need to pick your brain for that. Well, now with this library, I just say, hey, look, hop on my Patreon and all the answers are right on there. So it saves me a lot of time, a lot of energy uh, with my wife rolling her eyes saying, oh, my gosh, you just took that call four minutes ago and explained for two hours what to do. This is archived. It's organized. It's great. Um, the second reason is, you know, people that have done it and made it, they, they try to keep it a secret from new people with that limited mindset that, you know, you're going to cut into their profits, which is completely false. So on there, I, I basically talk about how, how I'm the abundance mindset investor um, that wants to help people. So um, if I have the time and if I have the energy and if I have the knowledge, why not just share it 
um, because I, I'd rather have a lot of rich friends um, that, and people that are struggling that I have to watch them struggle through life. So with this, you know, if I can help people in the meantime or help people grow or help people take the first step, which is the hardest step, um, I'm going to do it. The first step is the hardest step. And I, I'll, we talk about it all the time on this particular podcast, but I, how important and how crucial it is to be around people who have the abundance mindset versus the scarcity mindset and to have one yourself. I mean, mindset is everything in business, in life, in personal, and just about every aspect. Mindset sets the tone of whether or not you're going to succeed or not. But we're always talking about the juxtaposition of the abundance mindset versus the scarcity mindset, where why would I want to tell you what I know and make you just as valuable as me? So yeah, go ahead, well, Josh. I think, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, go I ahead, think Sarah. that's also interesting because like your latest video was about fear and it was like, you know, you said like, yeah, it's scary. Yeah. And like, that was so good to hear because like it's, that first step is really scary, yeah. but it's nice also to know that it's scary there's even not a, if you are experienced. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not terrified of a big, a big step. I mean, everything, every, every single move that I've made, you know, I grew up, you know, with, with, with no money, you know, so, um, I don't have any financial backers or secret investors and every mistake I make is on me. Um, but to this day, every single thing is scary. It's always, I, I, I'm, I think I talked on the last time I was here was I'm powered by fear. You did. Um, and that sounds terrible, but I am, I, I, uh, is it fear or is it like the weight of what is? Uh, I don't want to ever let up. anybody down. I don't want to. Um, I want to steer people in the correct direction. Um, I want to make good decisions and uh, pile up good decisions to um, do things. But I have a family. I have, um, you know, people that count on me. And I have a ton of family members at listing leaders that count on me. I, I consider every single broker here family. And I don't want to let anybody down. So every time we make a decision on a new location, office, agent, addition, leadership role, you know, Brandon switching out of corporate to another brokerage, you know, a different school, a different town, a different office, every single thing, I overthink it and I fear. And I, I, I think that's what keeps me going is that I, you know, I, I'm, I'm scared, but I have to make that step to grow. You're outside of my comfort zone is usually where good things really happen. I was talking to a, a guy that I'm hiring on Monday, and I said, look, the the most money that I've ever made is from hard conversations. And uh, it, it's it's hard conversations and fear that really help people get better. And that's kind of where it's at. That whole episode, last episode that you, that you were referring to, is all based on fear and, um, you know, getting scared with any type of big step. And if if you're not scared... I mean, I just don't know that. I don't know how to how to not be scared. But right. I guess if you're not scared, it's probably not not big enough either. So every single thing that's been made, every por- por- portfolio ad, every rental ad, every flip, every agent, every office, every new move, every record that's been broken is has fear behind it. Can we break that down just a little bit from the perspective of um, fear, using it as a driver for making good decisions, but also how does that cross paths with analysis paralysis where we'll take that fear and we will let it consume us to the point where we actually never make a decision? Yeah. I mean, it's both. I've, I've 
you know, in 2022, I spent a lot of time, and I, I talked to Holly about this, in neutral, like where you're in a manual transmission and you don't <laughs> want to go and drive. Because I've seen so many business owners do a second venture and fail, and then they open a bar or a restaurant, and then they lose everything. And uh, I don't want to do anything like that ever. Uh, but I also don't want to sit still and just not act and not get better. So um, <coughs> paralysis analysis is, is definitely a thing, and it's something that I've experienced. Um, but I, I don't sit still. I really like to learn and grow and, and scaling and scaling really excites me. Um, processes excite me, uh, weird things excite me, but, um, if I'm not doing anything, it's, it's not a good place for me. It's not a good place for my head. Like currently I have no rehabs, no flips going on, no rental ads going on because the market, there's just not a lot of inventory. Um, so I have a lot of time to do things and sometimes it's a bad thing. So, um, being in neutral does happen and it does happen to me. So we need to find you something to do. We, yeah, <laughs> I need, I need, and that's what Holly says. Holly, Holly says, what are you doing looking at for in Vegas? You need, you need a hobby, you know, and run for that's mayor. That's kind of my hobby right now. <gasps> Kevin, uh, were you, did you treat fear like that as long as you can remember? Or do you think that's something that you adapted? Uh, I, it's, it's been forever. Okay. It's probably why I have. You know, these past health problems this year that I've had is based on, my doctor says this, but a a boatload of stress, a boatload of, um, you know, things like that. But I think fear has always been my thing. I I wake up at one in the morning and I just look out the window and I'm thinking about things and my mind is always working. I'm up really early because if I just lay in bed, my mind is just spinning. So um, fear has always been a part of me. I think that, you know, growing up the way I grew up I feel like you know this is this is important and it's a decision and I I'm very I'm very loyal to everybody at this company um, I'm I'm extremely loyal to um, all of them and all of you and I I I the fear powers that and the fear has unfortunately never gone away See, uh, I almost want to challenge that thought just and say it, it be the inverse of that I feel like it's your loyalty and your responsibility to all the people that you've put around you that powers your fear and, and, and not wanting to let them down. But what you said so wonderfully, and we say it all the time, but we can never, ever, ever get sick of hearing it. And I don't ever want to get sick of saying it is growth happens when you're uncomfortable. You have to be uncomfortable to grow. Um, yeah, and- it does. It feels like fear and an abundance mindset would be like opposites of one another but really they kind of drive each other right mm-hmm. like you have to take the scary step to move into the abundance and then once you're like living that abundance mindset lifestyle there's always kind of the the responsibility and weight of it that drives the fear like it, they exactly. feed each other it's it's an interesting like, relationship yeah. yeah for sure I also think and like to kevin's point for somebody and like I consider myself similar, like we always had enough, but you know, nothing where we were like real estate investors or even in that sphere, you know? And um, so I think like for people that are like that, it's also once you tap into the abundance mindset and you see that, sometimes it feels like maybe you're not there yet. Like you're in the process of that. Mm -hmm. And at any given point, you could kind of, it could revert back to an absence of that and I don't know if you guys ever feel that way or see people that feel that way, but I kind of feel that way. It's like I've seen things that I, I've exposed myself to things that I wasn't exposed to as a child. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like what I knew before 
in my mind is like lesser. Like I'm not I'm not willing to like have my life turn out how I would have how I was shown from the very beginning because now I see that it could be so much better than that and now my standards are like higher and it puts more pressure on me to think like okay well what am I doing wrong how am I going to figure this out you know like I want to be on a different path and so you have to bridge that gap and there's no guarantee you're going to make it but once you have that in your mind and you're able to imagine that and see bigger possibilities bigger possibilities is like bigger shortcomings as well you know sure it is but also that's what, what I think like what you're describing there is um where the abundance mindset meets the growth mindset because those are two very different mindsets. Uh, the abundance mindset um, is more from a teaching and a ph- philanthropic uh, perspective where I want to teach, I want to every- raise everybody up to my level, right? The growth mindset just says I'm never satisfied. I, I-, I-, I always want to be learning new things. I always want to be uncomfortable and experiencing that growth and, and uh, obsessed with personal and self-development, which I think you are. Actually, I know you are. I know you well enough to say you are obsessed with personal yeah, and self-development, yeah. which is an outstanding quality. Um, I do want to switch gears just because I, I will put a pin in all this wonderful Patreon-ness, but I would be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity to talk to Kevin about the state of listing leaders. We are, we always kind of have a goal. I know the last couple of years, um, uh, it was uh, getting really good at the details. Oh, Brian, you got oh, something? I, I'm I sorry? would like to sure. piggyback off your, your yeah. question. No, there was it. a major, major transaction that listing leaders took part before we started season two. We always tried to get that transaction talk about it yeah. on here, and that was the Bart Vickery. Oh, Can you for unpack sure. that for a second? Yeah. Um, so one. that didn't happen before I talked last time, or no? It did not, no. No, um, it, it happened in between, yep. and then we tried with, to get with Bart, but it was just scheduling conflicts. So, yeah, we, uh, um, you know, I, I had bothered them and bothered them and bothered them and had to try to think of any idea to get them here. Um, you know, I respect Bart and Stacy so much. Um, they've taught me so much, and I thought, man, if I could get them, <clears throat> you know, join forces kind of with them, it would be incredible. Um, I think I just caught them on the right day, the right time. They were getting on a plane. Um, they had a couple drinks in them, and I said, look, this is – I'm going huh? to pitch it the best way I can. Um, I offered to buy their building. I, I offered them to uh, – to, to, I, I did the best I could, and uh, – that really helps with the whole fear thing. You know, Bart has helped me so much. And just knowing that he's part of us and he's, you know, he's in the, he's in the building is a huge deal for my peace of mind, my, my, my mental health. Um, just having him just around is incredible. So it's been about, I don't think it's been a year. I think it's been probably eight to, eight to ten months, I'm guessing, um, but it's been awesome. It's been exactly what I expected. Um, I'm actually having dinner. Uh, me and Holly are having dinner with them on Friday night uh, for the first time in a long, long time, maybe even ever. But, uh, yeah, it's been great. They, they brought their entire team over. Um, they, they brought their knowledge. They brought their, their it, class, it everything. helped you with one major thing. You are looking for a downtown Valparaiso office and just – by acquiring Bart and his team, you've solved that problem as well. Correct, correct. Their their building was beautiful. It was I, you know, I purchased the building with the furniture, the books, the 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 pictures, <laughs> the pens, the pencils. Everything came with it, um, and we needed an office. So uh, everybody seems to like it. It's a 
It's an older building. I think it's an 1875 build, so it's a little creaky and old, but uh, it's right where we wanted to be. It's, you know, Val has been uh, really, really happy there. Uh, it seems like everybody's been pretty happy there. So uh, it's it's a it's a 10 out of 10. The relationship has been great. It's been a, an amazing um, thing. It's been amazing help to me if I'm being selfish, but I, I've I, I'm I'm super excited. I'm 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 still excited to this day that they're here, and I'm grateful, and I don't want to let them down. Um, but it's been a, a See great. See how fast thing. he went back to fear. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. See how fast. But you know what? I I was just thinking how the, the other the other day how how much better it feels just knowing they're around. They 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 may go on vacation all the time, but knowing that they're just somewhere out there is a good thing for me. It really helps me. That's exciting. That's super exciting. I'm glad you brought that up, Brian. So let's let's go back to just what I was briefly saying. Let's talk. Let's touch while we have you here on the state of listing leaders, where we are, and where we're going in 2023. Well, so you know, I I have 11 amazing owners that I've partnered with. Uh, they're all doing well. Um, you know, Granger's a new, a brand new venture for for Julie. Um, Brandon's got some schools rolling. We got a couple of new instructors, and the academy's growing. Um, you know. Right now, as we sit, we're number two as far as um, sales volume for 2023 in the office, um, which is great. We're sitting at about, we're just under 600 brokers. I'd like to get to 1,000 um, before the end of the year, which is, a, is, a, is a, tough, a tough thing to do. But I think all the 11 owners and I have the same type of mentality when it comes to uh, adding great people. Um, I, I, with, with office count and with, with school count, it really you know, that kind of takes care of itself. But uh, I just want to help as many clients and, and, and agents as I can. I think in, in some business models, the client's the most important thing, which is great and it sounds great. But for us, it's probably 50-50. I want to provide a good life to the agents just as much as I do the clients, which is probably not the norm for our industry. But, you know, we have a lot of momentum. And we're having a lot of fun. We have some big names that have joined. Um, you know, the LaSalle team joined, the Vickery team joined. Um, it just keeps getting better, and I'm just, you know, knocking on wood and, and thanking everybody I possibly can for, for what has happened in this short, you know, six, six, six and a half years. And it's still exciting to be a part of it. Like, it's it has this feeling where every day we have this upward trajectory. Never once since I've joined this brokerage have I ever felt a plateau. It's always what's next, how do we grow, how do we get better, how do we scale, how do we make it better for the broker, better for the clients, and just all around have more fun than anybody else in the industry. And I just feel like that's ingrained in our corporate culture and is one of the things that makes us unique amongst any one of our competitors. I agree. Uh, one question I have for you, Kevin, and I'm not sure if you'll want to answer or not, but from a recruiting uh, recruiting standpoint, is there any big fish out there that you would like to potentially even let us know that you're on the hunt for them? Uh, yeah, I, let's because we can maybe dedicate this section <laughs> to the end. Oh, the spot. Right? Right? I, I got no problem sharing. All sharing right, and phone. hopefully they listen to this and yeah. you know give so them a I, call. So I, you know, I we've had we we had last year the year before we had 82 percent of agents that left here came back, which is which is really important to me because I feel like. I feel like we got it going on, you know, so I, I just don't want people to leave one, but I also don't want them to leave and not come back. This past year, uh, 2022, it was 86%, so that number went up. Um, as far as recruiting, you know, we've had some really great people come back. I know uh, 
Christy Young just came back I think, come uh, back. yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Um, we've had a lot of agents that have done like sign-on bonuses at competitors, um, which you'd think that they would stay forever, but a second that that's up, um, they come back. Um, I've actually had people cancel sign-on bonuses and, and come back and pay the penalty just to come back, which I think is really, really cool. Um, I've been after um, a lot of different people. I try to be very specific on who I'm after because I don't want to ever step on the toes of other owners, especially if they're after someone. They are always going to take precedent or, 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 or a level of importance above what corporate is. So I'd rather them be at a licensee than be here. Uh, if it's important to them, I'm going to help them you know, join that individual licensee. Um, as far as corporate, I would love to get some, um, just some people that we can help. You know, I've been really after... Uh, I don't know if I, you know what, know. Josh, you kind of put me on a spot here. <laughs> I know I what you want to say, too. I, I, I can tell you who I'm after, but uh, it also affects if they come because, um, you know, other people are probably after them as well. So I'm going after a big Keller agent right now um, that I, I, I'm relentless. So he probably is going to have to file a restraining order against me pretty soon here. <laughs> um, I have a, a another big agent at Coldwell that I'm really – talking to a lot and i have about three people at realty executives that i've really you know created a great relationship with and i, I think they'll be here very shortly so i'll put it at that i'll leave it at that <laughs> i think that's a good answer. that's an yeah. excellent excellent safe answer go ahead brian hey we had a super bowl uh episode a while back and threw it out there as a bonus question any market that you want to expand into that that's we're right. not in right now uh, for listing leaders it could be in yeah. it could be another owner you know like a, like like you know the the new one in Granger, but just an area that you're looking to. Yeah, put the, the answer is probably no. I just want to be really saturated here. I want to be like the Family Express of real estate in Northwest Indiana and on the <laughs> borders. Express yeah, I, of I want. Real estate. I just I just want people to be like, where do these guys come from? What is going on over there? What's happening? Um, if you're listening, Gus, do you have your real estate license? Yeah, well, Dimitri does, and he went to our school, and uh, he passed. Uh, so Dimitri does, does have his license. I actually see him in about two hours at a soccer game. But, uh, you know, I, I spend a lot of time in northern Wisconsin. I love the town that I'm in, and I go back and forth with, hey, will I open a brokerage there, a listing leaders there? And um, I just don't want to work where I have fun. Now, Eric Holtzman just let me know that he's a managing broker now in Wisconsin, so it makes it super easy to do. Um and he could, I could just plug him in as a managing broker. But uh, if I went anywhere, I'd probably be there because it's it's a it's an amazing it's an amazing place. Um, but I just I don't think I want to work where I play. There's so, something to be said for having a place that you can like yeah, retreat to. Yeah, that yeah. People sense. will be coming from the office to bang on your cabin door. Yeah, you know, if you're not answering so the phone, I, Kevin, I got a question. It's not on the Patreon. I don't. I don't have any. Uh, excitement or, or, or joy and going nationwide like like people talk about uh, i get the oh kevin's building this up to sell it i get that every single day i don't know where the rumors come from we have zero intentions of selling me and holly have never talked about it uh, that rumor spread probably by by competitors to where to try to get people to not join but i have zero intention of really scaling this i just want to be very saturated in our area almost overly saturated to where it, it just confuses people to where they're like, what the heck is going on here? Like, Why is there one office across from another office? I don't know what it is, but office? I know it's listing leaders. Yeah. I mean, we have, <laughs> we have two in Valpo. You know, Select is here and Corporate's here. 
um, which is a little confusing, but I think it works great. So I, I if we could be in every town in the region and right on the border of Michigan, right on the border of Illinois, I'm very happy with that. And I think uh, any other town, if, if somebody that's currently here wants to open something in another town or state, by all means, I'm all for it and I'll help them any way I can. I want to see them grow and happy, uh, but as far as Kevin Hutnick going to another state or town, it's not going to happen. Now, I don't know if, uh, you know, what, but from the standpoint of like a licensee, I mean, I remember we had the walkers on here who owned Select that we're sitting in, or the Academy, which is uh, partnered here with Select's location, but um, they mentioned that they wanted to open their own thing. They called you. Um, they weren't even managing broker eligible. So what does that look like for somebody who is wanting to become a licensee? Uh, for sure. you, what is what are your kind of prerequisite qualities for that person? And what what do they have to do and what does listing leaders have to do as part of that as well? For me, it's a gut feel. Um, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character. Um, you know, there have been people that I've said, no to um probably a lot of people that i've said no to when it comes to ownership um but you know the the, the way it looks is is just a conversation um a plan an idea uh if it if it makes even remotely a little bit of sense i'm probably going to be all in you don't hear me say no a lot um but i you know the people in the past that have opened these you can be an owner without being a managing broker so uh, that's the weird thing about Indiana. So there have been a couple of these that have opened first without being managing broker eligible, and then they became managing broker eligible later, and then they implemented themselves as the managing broker or hired that out. So I can, I can speak for, I think, Jenny and Nathan. You know, Jenny wasn't managing broker eligible when they opened Select. I helped them open Select, and then she became managing broker eligible, then she became the managing broker. Same thing with uh, Tom and Mindy. They were, you know, great clients of mine. Um, close friends of mine they opened premiere and then uh they became managing broker later and then implemented all that together so uh same thing with julie you know julie was our first licensee she said hey who can i who can i who can i take from you and i said well brandon's your guy so brandon's gonna be the managing broker over there uh julie's the owner over there and it's gonna work yeah i dig it so we're at that one hour mark uh i super appreciate your time it's as valuable as always um kind of got final thoughts or any final questions for kevin before we kind of put a bow on season two here nothing's off limits guys just hit me nothing's off limits. okay who are you trying to recruit no <laughs> <laughs> nothing's off limits except no I, I i of course i tease um Super grateful for your time, information, knowledge. Uh, you can find him on Patreon.com. Search Kevin Hutnick. Uh, $5 subscription fee. Incredible value. You will, I challenge you, to get more for $5 a month than what Kevin will provide for you on Patreon.com, especially if real estate investing has ever been on your radar. Um, I do think it's probably a little bit specific to this particular geography. Would you agree with that? Correct. Yeah. That, then it maybe wouldn't translate uh, nationwide per se, but uh, just so grateful to have you here for this opportunity. I mean, let's face it, this podcast wouldn't be in existence. None of us would be here doing any of these if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for listing leaders, if it wasn't for that continued abundance mindset. Um, well, I think I we're all pretty grateful for yeah, that. Definitely. I want to say thanks too for your time, Kevin, and let you know, you know, you're an inspiration for a lot of people, even though you're a humble guy too. So you got to have somebody else tell you that, but well, I, you enjoy, probably know I, that. I enjoy coming for sure. I, I've known you for a long time that we've established that already, but I want to thank you to give me an avenue out of 
the place on the north yeah. side of Gary. Yes, to find field. to yeah, US, I can't say US their name because they, they gave me ten days off last <laughs> year. But I, I see myself as a perfect bridge to get out of there and find something that I can do for myself. And there's a lot of people doing that. You know, yeah. you are a perfect example of doing that. Uh, Bill Sweats is three more years at the fire department. He's really ramping up real estate. It's it's been a a huge year for him. He's doing that. Joe Davis had a $101,000 a year as a side gig to where he didn't even want to do real estate, you know, that much, but yeah. he had a great year. We got Sarah over here that transitioned out of school. Um, we have um, well, even you know, Susan. Susan yeah. We have we have so many people. Marco, Marco was at Lear as a as a factory worker for I think over 30 years. Is now an investor. He's a flipper, he's a landlord, he's a team leader, he's a great broker, you know. Well, even Brandon. Yeah, Brandon came out of the mill. You know, there's so many stories like that. You know, Jason and Katie Dorhorst. But you've given us that place to call home. I think the industry has given that to you, but if I can be an avenue of that, I I will. But, I mean, I've never stepped foot in another real estate brokerage, so I wouldn't know what they're like. I've only been with you. But this place is like a family where I don't get that vibe talking to other agents that work at different places. That's, That's definitely the goal for sure. I think it's something we do at a very high level. Like I said, and we're always growing, always have that upward trajectory. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate See you guys in a couple months. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for tuning in for the Listing Leaders, the House Hustler podcast, powered by Listing Leaders, provided by Kevin Hutnick. Stick around for (laughs) for all the layers. Stick around for season three. We appreciate you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.